Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 48 of Be With Me. We've been on a journey through the pre-crucifixion or early crucifixion events of Jesus. And today we're going to look in the Gospel of John, and it's going to give us a couple of new details and new emphasis, if you will. We've talked about the, the cross being the grand central station of Scripture, where Old Testament Scriptures culminate in the cross and they launch us off to understandings that are more clearly defined in the New Testament. We've talked about that before. Today, it touches me that the cross is also the highway for various events, both Jewish, Roman, and individual. We'll talk about individuals probably tomorrow, like who's there at the cross. But today, I wanted to talk more about language, that this is going to be a lesson in language or a, an emphasis of language because of what Pilate writes on the inscription that goes over Jesus. Listen in with me for a new look at the crucifixion. Pay attention to the languages. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. We're going to come back to this. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Verse 23, when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture, which says, they divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. This is cited, uh, let me just finish, so the soldiers did these things. So that's it for today. That last quote, they divided my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing, that's from Psalm 22. This has got to be, I don't know, the fifth, sixth, seventh reference that we've had to Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is the most commonly quoted psalm in the entire New Testament because of what David wrote about the crucifixion a thousand years before it actually happened. So we're certainly going to go back to Psalm 22 because it, it talks very plainly about the crucifixion. But today, let's go back to Pilate here. Pilate writes an inscription. He puts it on the cross. He writes it in three different languages, perhaps even by his own hand. He writes it in Aramaic. He writes it in Latin, and he writes it in Greek. So let's talk about Aramaic first. Aramaic was the local language. Uh, it was the language that most Jewish people of the area would have been familiar with, probably was their uh, uh, most commonly spoken language. So then you have Greek. Now, Greek was an empire before the Romans got there, 
and basically all around the Mediterranean Sea and and uh, going inland a number of miles from the Mediterranean Sea, uh, the, the Greeks conquered that known world, Alexander the Great, etc., and Greek became the international language, the lingua franca, if you will, of this entire region, sort of the universal language that uh, people from the entire Greek empire would be familiar with. Well, the Romans came, and then they conquered the, the known world, if you will, of that part of the world, don't mean to insult people from other parts of the world. And their lingua franca was uh, Latin. So in 300 AD, so 380 years after Jesus, Jerome translates the Old Testament and uh, the, the New Testament does basically all the books of the Bible into Latin, and he he makes a Bible called the Vulgate Bible. The common doesn't mean it's vulgar; it just means common. That it would meet the needs of this entire uh, region. He must have done a great job because that Bible lasted for fifteen hundred, even two thousand, almost two thousand years. It's still used today, uh, even a, a little bit. But he did a fantastic job. I wanted to get to the Latin part of it because. That's where we get the word Calvary. So Calvary is not in the Bible. Uh, if we go to verse 17, the place is called the skull, which is in Aramaic is called Golgotha, and then it leaves off. And in Latin, it's called the Calvera. Calvera is the Latin word for skull. And that's where we get the, the word Calvary. So this very popular Bible that was popular for sure for a thousand years, uh, the, the Latin translation, the Vulgate Bible done by Jerome, uses the word for this place called Calvary. So that's where you get that. It's a Latin word, which means the skull, and in Aramaic means Golgotha. Okay, so Pilate writes in these three languages, the local language, the Roman conquering language, and the previous international language, which is which is Greek, and he writes Jesus of Nazareth, that's fine, but then he writes this offensive thing that says King of the Jews. And I think, uh, and I'm reading between the lines here a little bit, that is his final parry. The Jews said, don't write that. My goodness, he's not the King of the Jews. That's why we're crucified. That's why we put him to death for blaspheming our, our one true God. And Pilate, I think, had probably had enough of the Jews at that point. And he says, I've written what I've written. And he's gotten all these pulls from his wife and from this trying to dump Jesus on Herod and sharing this joke with Herod. So he's got a lot of things going on, and the, not the least of which he thinks Jesus is innocent. So he says, I've written what I've written. And then the soul, Then we the focus goes back to the soldiers again, and he, they divide his garments, but they don't divide his tunic because uh, it's a big piece of cloth. I wonder if it's this is the tunic that uh, Herod had uh, given him, which had the expensive dye in it. But this is how valuable clothing was. Think about this. These were all bloody. All these garments must have been just horribly bloody, but still they had value. So all these details today, I know it's a little bit of a mishmash, but the international language got me today. And the highway that crosses this Grand Central Station also includes the language. So thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening in English. And we'll see you tomorrow, and we'll look at the people of the cross. Thank you for listening.